Hello. How are you today, Rodney? Hi. I'm I never answer the question. You never do. I just cut it off, but yeah. I want to talk about activated charcoal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I don't think No, I'm pretty sure we've never talked about activated charcoal. I don't charcoal. know. It it sounds familiar, but we talk a lot. So. Uh I've Yeah, you've taken it when you took Oh, I have. Earth. Yeah, that's when right. It DE. absorbs all the toxins. It's that an gets it's released. a toxin absorber. Yeah. I'm going to Yeah. Yeah, it's a toxin absorber that uh, can also be used if you've been like drinking alcohol. Oh, that's a crying baby. Yeah. If you've been like drinking like the day after and you need your stomach to to uh, feel better, you could take some DE. Mm. Uh, sometimes I'll take like if I ate something that's kind of off, I will not take DE, some, but the yeah, if I've just charcoal, eaten, yeah, the activated charcoal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Also, if your dog eats caffeine or some toxin uh-huh. and you get to them quick you can i just make my dogs eat activated charcoal oh nice because sometimes that's what the uh, vet will do and it's pill form they'll just charge you a lot yeah more. yeah pill powder pill yeah yep. yeah pill, pill. break it open and everything break pill. it open pill powder pill powder babies pill, pill. <laughs> Everyone, this is Rocky Boria. I'm an avid listener of the More in Common podcast and was also a guest on season one, episode 29, titled Be Yourself and Believe in Yourself. And I'm happy to be introducing today's show. This is the More in Common podcast. Welcome. This is a place where we explore the fact that we have more in common than that which divides us by anchoring humanity in compassionate conversation. And here's one of the latest reviews from Jennifer Seto. Jennifer said, It was an honor being on Rodney and Keith's podcast show. They do an amazing job really diving deep, and I look forward to the episode with me and my twin sister, Steph, coming out. I've listened to several of their podcasts already, and I absolutely love their style of interviewing. Keep up the great work. You guys are awesome. Thank you, Jennifer. Looking forward to getting your episode out next week as well. Now remember, you can find all things More in Common at moreincommonpod.com. Their episodes, merchandise, blogs, and definitely, if you like what you hear, give them a like in your favorite podcast app and leave a review. We'll try to read it on a future show. And remember, share, share, share. This is season two of 2020, and they have dubbed A Decade Possible. And season two is Discovery. Today's episode is with Katherine Hahn. Katherine is incredibly transparent, and she talks so openly about so many things. In this conversation, a lot of insightful topics came up. Catherine talked about being a recovering Catholic, being born into religion and her struggle embracing the religion, and what it means for her family now that she has children of her own. She also spoke about her childhood and her eventual pursuit of acting, the safety that she felt through theater. We heard her thoughts on parenting expectations, the pressure of how to give birth, accepting the process as it is, and deciding to have kids while balancing a career. I know you will enjoy today's episode as much as I did, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the amazing conversation with Catherine. not an option. I didn't know what it was going to look like. I didn't know if it was going to be, I didn't have like stars in my eyes. Like I didn't think like, I didn't think, oh, Academy Award. Like I didn't think, I didn't have any end game. I just didn't have any option. Like it was just, that's what was going to, yeah. 
Like I just, that was what was going to happen. Like I didn't have any. It was like, the, I was like predestined for me that I was going to be an actor. Weirdly, like I, I had always felt like I could tell the truth weirdly. It was easier for me to tell the truth when I was acting than even like in real life for some reason. Welcome back. Today we are with the amazing Catherine Hahn. Now, Catherine was born in Cleveland, OH. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh. I O. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was waiting for you to finish that. <laughs> <laughs> I was five steps behind. <laughs> and started acting. I was, I was just testing to see if it would work. It didn't work. No, it did not. Uh, but started acting at an early age in the television show, Hickory Hideout. She graduated from Northwestern and got her master's in fine arts from Yale. If you don't know her from her role in Crossing Jordan, she has played recognizable and leading roles in Anchorman, Step Brothers, Parks and Rec, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, Where the Millers, Afternoon Delight, The Bad Moms Movies, and more recently, she has starred in the Amazon original I Love Dick and the outstanding HBO show Mrs. Fletcher, which I'm a big fan of. Mm. Some cool new stuff on the horizon as well with the Marvel Disney TV original WandaVision on its way as she enters the Marvel Universe, which I'm a little bit jealous about because I want to be a part of the Marvel Universe. <laughs> and that will be coming this winter in December 2020. So keep keep the eye on the ball for, for her journey, joining the Marvel Universe. Now, she also has an HBO limited series coming um, April 27th, 2020. Again, that's premiering April 27th, 2020. It's a show I know this much is true. And she also has an Apple TV series premiering this summer, the summer of 2020, called Central Park. Definitely keeping busy. Um, Catherine is also a dedicated mom to her daughter and son and is married to our 2020 season one guest opener, Ethan Sandler. Um, but we're super excited to be with you today, and thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me, you guys. We're all Big Ten graduates. So, oh! We're Boilermakers yeah, in Europe. Boilermakers. What, is, what is Northwestern? Oh uh, the Wildcats. The Wildcats. Wildcats. Yeah. It's embarrassing that it took me a second. I, I never saw that. one game when I was there. They didn't really have a great... They didn't. They, no. they While we were there, and then yeah. I think the second that we left, they had a great season. But we never mm. saw any of it. Yeah. But It's okay. That's it's okay. Right. But we'll I just it. went there last year, and they just built an enormous indoor um, uh, stadium, which was incredible. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm in it. I was like, it was a great bio. Thank you. I, I was like, I've done a lot. Yeah. I've done which, things. I've actually done some things, guys. Done, There's a body of work there. There is. Right. Yeah. But that's My not oubre. what we're going to talk this, about to okay. start. Your CV. Okay. Mm-hmm. So My CVS here's the deal. This is how we're going to get into it to start. Okay. Okay. You've done a lot of interviews, mm-hmm. and one of 
the common things that you say is, I'm a recovering Catholic. Yes. Now I understand you had a crush on Jesus. I did real big. Yeah. He was my first. Yeah, hey, I want to know. Dreamy eyes, mm-hmm. and you wrote him letters. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But this whole recovering Catholic thing. Let's mm-hmm. start there. Let's start there. Okay. What does that mean? Um, I'll say this. I was born into a religion, like a lot of us, most of us are. I like how you said that, but it's, I mean, it's true. Yeah. Like we inherit it. Yeah, we, yeah. Inherit, we inherit a lot um, of things that are not ours. Generational trauma. Generational trauma, family constellations. It's an amazing kind of work. Um, you know, just things that are not, you know, our relationship to so many things that we inherit. Um, uh, I, my relationship with it was more community based, I think, than Mm. any kind of faith based. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of it that I meant a, a lot to me as a kid. Um, you know, we went to church every Sunday. I went to Catholic school up through high school. Um, had to wear the uniform, taught by nuns, taught by priests. All girls school. Uh, all girls school for high school. Okay. Did you go all the way through confirmation? And yeah. Like all the whole, you mm-hmm. did the- I picked the name Michael, but just the kind of, because I really didn't know what was happening and happening. And I really thought it would be interesting mm. to pick the name like Michael, funny, interesting, the archangel. Interesting, interesting. Um, kind of funny. Yeah. And also who's the archangel and also because it was just, there was something about it that just felt a little edgier to me. And nobody stopped me, which Mm. I was like, this is so interesting. And I had some nuns that were incredible, incredibly important and formative to me as educators. And, um, philosophers like just beautiful minds and i really admired their devotion and their commitment to a life of service like there was something in it that was really beautiful to me they all lived in this house together they were there was something though that i was couldn't quite like i just was like my mind was like you're married to god Mm. like yeah it was very interesting to me. I just couldn't, there was something about it that I just like my, my brain just couldn't wrap my mind around because also I had two gay uncles and back then it was like, um, everyone was kind of like faking their way through it. Like they were not a lot, you know, they both had long time, long term partners. When you say everybody. Do you mean like, like everybody, uncles, all the Catholics. <clears throat> okay. Like you were not like, and no one was allowed to really like embrace them. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't love it. Like that was not okay to me. How like, did your so, family treat your uncles? Like, I mean, my family—they they were see? like, they were no. I mean, they were my, they were everybody. They were my uncles. Everybody yeah. loved them, but they were like, it, there was like this falseness around the church. Like it was like we would go there, but yet it was like, I knew that there was like this weird hypocrisy about it that I was like, I just couldn't get behind. Mm-hmm. Then like, like my brothers went to like the brother school and I just knew that it was like the homophobia there and like the sexism there and the like, just like what was in being taught was just like, I just couldn't wrap my mind around the like hypocrisy 
the, just the hypocrisy. Even if the individual schools were like, ah, we're different than like the the doctrine of the church. It was like, yeah, but you're still under the umbrella of like this ch- church. And that's before I knew any of the stuff stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's all come out lately. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, well, so that's been around for I mean, a while. Yes. But before, really as a kid, out. I yeah, didn't know totally. any of it. Like yeah. I didn't know like but when a priest that was all of a sudden really, was like disappeared yeah. and would show up in another parish. Yeah. Like what like, that was why? really what all that about. about. Yeah. Happened, right. And, and, um, you know, I know. You know, I didn't know anything of, about mm-hmm. that stuff. Or the, you know, there, I knew that there weren't there were altar boys, but there was not allowed to have altar girls. Mm-hmm. Like that was like from my perspective, that didn't feel right. I didn't. I knew that there was. Um, uh, I knew that when I was a little girl, I had to wear a bridal outfit mm-hmm. to get first communion when I ma- had first communion, and in retro, and then I would play dress up with it afterwards. But that's like. A little bit fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah. imagery there. It's, I, a, it's a little. And I yeah. socializing. I know will, it's very. A, it's a tricky a role, thing because right? it's very important to a lot of people, and yeah. I would never ever want to take away anybody's faith. Like that is, whoever gives you comfort, like go, man, like, go. Like I, I'm. Yeah. Who am I to ever take? But for me, also the older I got, and the more I, and the more like reproductive rights became more important to me. And the more I saw like how that was just such a sticking point in the church, like it was really hard for me to wrap my mind around that. When I saw like how imperative Planned Parenthood was to me when I went to college, and I'm not talking like for abortion, I'm just saying for like just access to birth control right mm-hmm. like yeah. just health care for a young woman like that had nowhere limits. else to go yeah. Yeah. like it's there was mm. it just became bananas to me yeah the like weighted favor for men what? so i yeah. it was i couldn't it was very hard for me to wrap my mind that mm. that the gay rights the trans rights the, the just the 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 judgment of others the really. judgment of others was very in, in wrapped around the like our doors are open to all but yet they weren't. But not really. How long have you been a recovering? Because like, so you notice these things. Like how like how long would you say you've been a recovering Catholic? Um, you know, I have taken my kids to mass for them to since they've been born. I mean, we haven't gone in a while, but we, you know, they've been to a mass. Like they've been to a Catholic mass. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of beauty in it. Like again, like it's a. And it's a part of the fabric of who I am. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like a part of my yeah. personhood. Like, I smell that frankincense and I'm like taken somewhere. Which that actually reminds me of a little bit. Totally. I think it might be part of the reason I like it, which is strange. Because I, me too, too, don't like, actually identify mm-hmm. with that anymore. But Like, I am really taken. Like, I am, I have like, I when we were in, we were in Rome and we were which was i which was amazing and we went into the vatican and like i was saw those like i f- totally forgot about those confessional boxes like i compl- like i had this like Ugh. weird like ptsd of like waiting in line trying to think of <laughs> sins <laughs> Like so that I knew like, that I had I to like to, say to like something. I was like oh I gotta have something, oh, I to have something like there. I had to like think yeah. of some sins, and like just waiting in line to like sit in there I, and talk to like that priest that I knew who he knew who I was I knew who he was it was this fake pretend like you know 
And I'd be like, I swore. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would always be like, I, when I, was I used line, God's name in vain. Yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> I coveted. Uh, uh, what, like, was there? So we got, we had an, we had a cool interview. We did a cool interview last week. Um, and the dude, my guy asked us. Uh, like, was there a moment, like, when you knew... Yeah, like, when did this all transition and change? Yeah, like, was there a moment? I just thought, you saying that about the confessional boxes, just... I I couldn't answer the question last week, but now I know my moment Hmm. for my my questioning of Catholicism. But, like, Hmm. did you have, like, a moment where you're just, like, all this kind of coalesced into, huh, nah, it's not for me? You know, I think it was also watching my parents struggle with it um did they too inherit it yeah yeah and i think they weren't all in um and my mom would always say like she would always talk about how hypocritical people were in it and so i always like kind of took that on so she kind of seeded that idea a little bit she told she yeah. seeded it yeah. because she could see like hypocrisy of like and she remembers me saying, like, she just brought this up weirdly. She remembers me saying something like, why are Christian people always the meanest? Man, isn't that the thing? <laughs> and it's I like... said that when I was a kid. And I, because someone, like, someone had said something, like, and I was, she reminded me that I was very little when I had said that. It was just someone, you know, came over and said something. And um, It's like the meanest person is the old church lady. Like, shouldn't she be the nicest? Yeah. And I don't think it's all always necessarily no, but the like truth, that's but the, exi- the stigma, that right? is like the yeah. thing that sometimes it can be like the most small minded, ironically, can sometimes you could just be so wrapped up in justifying your own point of view that you cannot let any light in from, because if you puncture it, that means that you're ro- you're, you're wrong. wrong because mm-hmm. you're because you're you've identified with yeah, it so if yes if, if there's something off about it then you're off you're yeah. wrong you're bad you're, i think this yeah. i used to think the same thing when i was a young mother and about the advice we would get about parenting and it was always like you get such judgment vibes mm-hmm. yes and it was i we get them all the time people oh, are so and absolutist I, I think it's literally very... just because if anyone were to say to you like you're doing it wrong you're, yeah or yeah, oh or, you're doing it oh maybe i'm like if someone maybe were to, we did it wrong yes yeah. then yeah. That, when exactly. your parents say well this totally. is how we did it it's like fuck well, you just, like well, well, i'm in it right so, now and we've learned new things when you do something yeah the panic of thinking you could have done it wrong is like su- is oh, such is such a big it's like you turned out all right yes right it's like yeah but Either way, like you still shouldn't leave me in a hot car. Like I know like, I survived, like, but like when you the odds of me surviving were pretty low. You know, I made it, but yes, I'm not going to leave my I, kids in a hot car. I think that's why the judgment right? of other parents are. I think it's just. I think that's why people get so tight yeah. with their own POV because the the like existential panic of having to admit that they could have. Made done it wrong or, or made a something. mistake or not yeah. or, or even yeah. or just have not been the only way there's right. other ways right. is right. so such a panic that i i, I don't want to have bought into the wrong system yes yeah. yeah right with the thing i love the most in all the world which is my child it's like it yeah. makes total sense totally. to me um but i think that has the same way with religion like i yeah. think or politics or whatever yeah. name it like i think it's just like the 
I think that's why people hold on so fucking tight because it's the other to actually take a breath and be like, oh, it's really fucking scary. Uh, is terrifying. So what does recovery then mean when you say it? Or are you being alcohol? Just, it just means going right total opposite way. Just (laughs) prostitution of the self, nudity on television. (laughs) Um, No, it just means um, so much weed. No, it just, I think it it means, I love, no, I think it just means, um, um, I just think it means just uh, for me, it just unfortunately meant a, a, a second of taking a breath um, to try to figure it out. There was mm-hmm. definitely a decade of just like chaos. Like, what does this all mean? To yeah. You? What does it mean to you now? <sighs> Especially with your kids, because you yeah. send them to Hebrew school, right? No, no we don't. We had you? a rabbinical student that oh, okay. we um, had like some of the kids from his school we had um all gotten together with a re- oh, we had okay. we had hi- you know hired a rabbinical student yeah 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 the, real cash actual school no yeah. um yeah because my ethan's jewish <laughs> right um, but i think he has kind of a similar relationship to judaism as i do to we got that th- yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Totally. so we're both kind of like struggling our 20s were definitely like not and it's interesting, like our kids, you know, the gener- you know, the kids now that are growing up really without this to rebel against, like they have nothing to really rebel against. Like they have nothing. So this is a whole other set of circumstances for this gener for this generation. Cause it's not even like they have a religion to say no to. Mm-hmm. So they're like kind of in the void. <laughs> So we're trying to like find something for him to, because I wish for him that, for my kids, like, because what I do miss for them is the like Sunday ritual of like the putting on the uncomfortable the community, clothes, like the having to sit there in silence facing mm. forward, the like being, it, you know, that, because yeah. that was important. Like that's hmm. an important There's, thing. Yeah. Like even if it's yeah. just like word salad. <laughs> It's just like, I mean, I used to literally think it was thanks, speedy God, instead of thanks be to God. Oh, thanks, speedy God. I thought it was thanks, speedy God. I was like, thanks, speedy God. You hear it, you know? And Sister Margaret Ann was like, what'd you say? I was like, thanks, speedy God. And she was like, no, it's thanks be to God. Get it right. That's hilarious. And I was so busted. But so anyway, we were trying to like carve something out with um, ritual. Like, you know, he's now at, at an age to be bar mitzvah. And so we're trying to like find something that would make sense for him you know we know it's a culmination ceremony and so we're trying to like find some kind of work something that he could do now do you talk about this with with him mm-hmm. like and what what's his take does he like miss he, out on the idea of being bar mitzvah because he has friends that are or? no 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 it sounds like a lot he's it, to him it feels like a lot of pressure so he but we're trying to like so we're, but we're trying to do something of service for him mm-hmm. Um, like we're trying to find something of, that he could do that's of, of service, yeah. mm. something, and have yeah. the, have have some sort of celebration or party that would be a culminating event, um, with music or something that he would 
that would really mean something to him that would be a culminating event of some sort of like work and service that he would do. That's really cool. That's of a really like cool idea. Learning of like, you know, of some sort of research on different faiths or religion and yeah. that kind of stuff. We'll see. What, um, I'm sorry, I gotta go back to this. No, it's uh, okay. Crush on Jesus. I don't know if I answered no, your yeah. question on re- being a recovering Catholic. Uh, I, don't, I, don't. I think, well, for, for my part you did, but. I'm, I, I have more questions. So I, if you I just want to know about back, the Jesus crush. Cause like, I'm just the, a bottomless the reason, pit, you Well, guys, the reason I, 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 cause I didn't have that ritual or any of that. You right? didn't have and any religion? No. Well, I had sort of religion that, I didn't have to really participate in yeah. or do any. So I'm, I'm just, I'm curious to understand your ritual now and like what it is that you think is important about it. I mean, now that I'm 46, it feels like you, to me, I need less, I need community, whatever that means. Um, but and that it, was important to you then too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like you yeah. yeah. But it doesn't necessarily have to be. And I need, um, you know, like we all do, like some sort of like higher something yeah. that just means mm. something bigger than all yeah. of us. We talked about that today. Yeah, just like something yeah, that means do. something bigger than yeah. uh, all of it to just keep reminding us that of perspective so that it's just like all of the this the tiny crap can just fall continue to fall away yeah. when you feel burdened by the minutiae that it re, that it just doesn't matter yeah. mm. that it's re, none of it matters none, none yeah. of it matters just so whatever, whatever that, that is, is yeah that duty that you're yeah. talking about duty today oh, yeah. the, the responsibility to something yeah even bigger than you yours. like like your kids, yourself, like you have an aspiration to be something in your life. Yes, like living to that. Idea yes, even, yeah. yes, yes, <clears throat> and that it, and then just to keep reminding you, as hard as it is, of just mortality. Yeah. Just like just to keep, just to keep looking at, reminding you of death, mm. because that is what you know. Religion is is yeah. a very good reminder. So of. just like that, that. And that to keep remind that's all it is. It's just to keep reminding you that none of it matters because and we all end up in the same place. Yeah. That someone had given me this image last week of just like, just always imagine this room without you in it. Like always just keep mm. picturing this room without you in it. Like one day this room will not have you in it. Mm. You know? And this is such a great like thing to just always just be like, okay, right, 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 right. It does, you, doesn't you find matter. That thought grounding. Um, it is terrifying, yeah. and it is all, but it is, it can be terrifying. Yeah. But it can if also be, it be really pers- perspective shifting sure. of just like what it really, what really matters. Mm. Like when anxiety, when ego, when, um, you know narcissism like when any of the like human words start to like cloud your line of vision of what really matters it's like it's great to keep remembering like oh right it's gonna be just who cares dust dust to dust Mm. catholic phrase but (laughs) 
Charles goes back. Gotta give him that. Give him that. Ashes to ashes. It leaves its part. No, listen. It leaves a mark. Like I can still, I can still recite like all of it. Oh my gosh, I know. I haven't done it in. But it's deep stuff. Like I don't, I have no. There's something about it that is deeply, deeply important. And then there is some stuff that is just never penetrated deep enough for me. And I. It was like bot, the body of Christ. It was like there was just too much of it that was like it's so important to so many people. Yeah. And and I I just was too questioning of and I don't mean that to sound like that I should rephrase that because You're not it being actually contrarian. No, it sounds like I was like too like oh I, because I really wasn't like it's not like I it just didn't pen, it just for some reason something you never connected to i just didn't connect to it yeah Yeah. did you have a hard time in doing that finding yourself at an early age then do you think i've been thinking about this a lot for myself lately because self-identity and you talk about the generations and the imparting of how you're supposed to be and who you're supposed to be in the ecosystem that you're in and it's like you go through this early stage development and then you, you have no idea who you actually are because you're serving everybody else or you're doing what everybody else is telling you to do. And then you hit 37 and like, wait a second, where am I? Like, what am I doing right now? Right. For sure. Y- yeah. No, I, yeah, I empathize with that a lot. I have, um, yeah, it's, it's taken me a long time for sure. I was, um, how do I describe it? Yes. I mean, I think I was, um, um, yeah, I'm the oldest. I have two brothers. Um, yeah, it, I, it was a real, it was a, a loud childhood. Everybody very funny. Um, like if you met us on the surface, you would just be like, "Oh my god, they're hilarious!" Mm-hmm. It's like one of those families, like very, very funny, very witty, um, but just lots going on, like a lot going on, and it didn't really like explode until I was like in my twenties. But it was like there happening, like brewing under yeah, a, a lot, and yeah. so we were containing a lot, and I think it's no surprise to me in looking back, like I, I was really no decision for me that it was like the, I was like predestined for me that I was going to be an actor. Weirdly. Like I, I had always felt like I could tell the truth. Weirdly. It was easier for me to tell the truth when I was acting than even mm. like in real life for some reason. It took me a while to like get to that weird, like, oh, realization. When you say the truth, like what do you, like, you like I always felt like I was yourself. saying something for someone else all the time uh-huh. in real life. Like, like to your point yeah. of just like, uh, just like keep every plate in the air. Yeah. yeah like, like every yeah. plate in yeah. the air. And then when I was acting, I could finally be like, like it was your emotion. Like just like even pissed at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I, you know what I mean? I could you're, be you're like, fuck it. you. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 like yeah. I could finally just be like a monster. Like I could just be a monster and like get applause for it. And I was like, Ooh, this feels fucking awesome. I get to be me. In yeah. this situation, I actually get to be myself. And so that felt so fucking good. Yeah. Um, so in that way, in a, in, was it kind of 
therapeutic? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Not saying it was healthy in any goddamn way, but <laughs> or not necessarily recommended. I'm not saying that's it. the yeah. way this into the acting way for act. anybody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's the thing. The, the way but for it people was, is different, right? Like yeah. the way you yeah. get there's the way you got there. But it was a. It was. It felt, and it also felt again community and church. Um, it felt like I'd worked at the Cleveland Playhouse. Yeah. Which back then was like the scrappy, like it was the bet. Now it's been like taken over by the Cleveland Clinic, but back then it was like the most holiest of spaces on Carnegie, and it was just like this gorgeous, um, uh, a couple of theaters, and they were like dusty and gorgeous, and uh, and just to be with a group of like like sweaty actors, barefoot, long toenails, like you know whatever, just like on a dusty stage, like making something out of nothing. I was like, the idea of being in that kind of a so- ensemble that felt so safe, mm-hmm. that we like mm-hmm. everyone just like had each other. Like it, that was like my, that was like the church to me. Like that was like, uh, like that feeling was like Safety. the sacred. S- non-judgment. Yeah. Non-judgment. It felt totally safe. I knew yeah. everybody's like a gent, like no, because no one was trying to do anything but just like make something. Yeah. So it just felt so pure, and so that um, that was like the the holiest of holies. How did you find acting? Did you stumble you said upon pre- it? Like, predestined in a way. Yeah, it felt said- that way. I mean, honestly, it was kindergarten, and I um started taking a class at school at St. Anne's and then I think I just loved it so much and then I think I can't ex- I don't exactly remember the timing but I did something at St. Anne's called there was a little play at church called Salty the Psalm Book and I played Salty <laughs> was it spelled PS Yes it yeah. was yeah. <laughs> It sounds right And let's just say I had a big cardboard box on and I was salty and You were salty Salty the Psalm Book and then <laughs> salty. <laughs> salty and then <laughs> the beginning and then i <laughs> and then i <laughs> salty the psalm book i'm writing that that's going right down i'm writing someone that in else the book had section. asked me about salty the psalm book someone else had done the same part and he's i can't remember who he was when he was so great he's um an, an NPR guy, and he was like, "Did you also play Salty?" And I was like, "I did," and it was like something we bonded on, which was kind of crazy. So he was the NPR only other guy. person. Jesse Thorne. I'll find him, but, he's, Larry. but anyway, it was very fun. Larry, was it Tom. Um. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so, um, we then, uh, yeah. So I went from there to the um, uh, just never really stopped i was at the cleveland players and then i did that show hickory head up <laughs> when did it feel like you liked it obviously so you uh, kept doing right. it but like when did you identify how much you liked it i mean i always like i would go home from school and just like never i wouldn't come up for air until dinner and then I'd go back into it mm-hmm. like i just would so not it was just yeah. it became you yeah i just would just play pretend yeah like unless you know i was needed for other things i would just like go i would just go so deep just just deep in that's Mm. cool yeah yeah so that like there's this this path in your career taking a pivot out of religion sure um, that because we we talk about this a lot just being in this place for the first time in our lives that it's like we got to go after something 
you have you had to you, you've said it before one st- one foot in front of the other take one step at a time like you were waitressing in the 20s yeah. before you decided to take out debt and go to Yale not the 20s but her 20s her, her 20s in, did that, I say in the, the 1920s 20s? <laughs> did I say the 20s <laughs> you said the 20s you know you had your uh, yeah, you could, I am you could, 110 years old the roaring 20s I look fantastic you do you look great what was it like to, to get the right your, to vote right at the time thanks chirogenics you know? yeah brilliant but in your 20s yes like how a lot of us, everybody, you have a dream, you have a passion, yeah. and you just, like, you, you just, okay, this isn't happening, uh-huh. right? I'm going to go get a job. But you just kept going. You took out debt, and you I did. keep going. I took going, out a lot of debt. And your career <laughs> has, great, been, crazy. has been great, but it has recently taken off. No, like, it's you weird. Have been I am what's this, crazy. You're an overnight success. Grind, How many years in the making? And you just Perpetually keep going. underrated. Like, how have you done it? Like, where does this Is that where why you like Sequoia's? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. A lot of rings. Like, this is how you see yourself, but yeah. like everybody else is like, got to get on board. Maybe. Maybe that's why I like a Sequoia. Mm. Um, we'll figure out why. I honestly like, you know, it's funny because I was, um, it was after Northwestern, we moved to, Ethan and I moved to New York. I was not really, wait- I only waitress to be clear for a hot minute. I hated it. At Joe Allen's, I was not good at it. Mm. I just couldn't. I just was There's not built not for it. Thing. No. no, took it all too personally. I couldn't handle it. I was like, oh god, shared tips. Couldn't handle it. I was like, this shared is a nightmare. Yeah, I was like, yeah. this is rough. Yeah, I'm working too hard for this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. everyone sitting in the back smoking. I was like, are you me? fucking yeah. kidding yeah. me? You're getting paid I'm the for one this. getting yelled at. Oh uh, my god, yeah. it was. Um, but then uh, I worked at a hair salon. My cousin hooked me up with a job at this really, really fancy hair salon called Garen New York. Who were, they were so lovely to me, but. Um, I was working like we were going to get the backstage, all which was like a magazine. Do you guys remember? No, you don't. But it's anyway. It's a newspaper. Oh my god, guys! We're just, wait, what? <laughs> no, no. This it's, is back what? in the twenties. Yeah, yeah. It it's called a newspaper. Yeah. Oh, it was. It is a thin <laughs> piece like, of paper. Do you, do you, is we're, it online? Or? It's. It is. <laughs> is it you would Instagram? go down to the village. <laughs> it's called. Hey, you, you have to talk to the You have to talk. This is back like kids slinging them. You would have to. You just steal it, right? Hey, hey, hey. On audition on you would bring your it was this is back like when you didn't you would like if you had to if you you would put a quarter in the freaking um uh phone booth yeah One and of those if you use those if I've you wanted those. to oh, save your money from your if you were like gonna get your messages if you wanted to save your quarter from your answering service to see if like you had an audition or a call back. Oh, yeah. If it rang, then you would just hang up and get, and your get quarter. the quarter before it picked up. <laughs> and then if it picked up, you knew that you had a message. Had a message. Yeah. Anyway, little tips. In grade in middle school. Yeah. Uh, my parent, I did. My parents were not about the pager life because that was that was pager time, <gasps> oh, not yeah. cell phone. I, I, we yes. had pagers in high school. Kids had pagers in high school. Oh, and yeah, I never carried so cool. a quarter. Yeah. I think my parents told me to always yeah. have money on me, but I never did. Mm-hmm. They never gave yeah. it to me. Yeah. The fuck is that? Yeah. And so I would call one eight hundred collect, <gasps> and I my know. name was come get me. Uh, yeah, no, totally. <laughs> I used to call. Oh that. my god, that's I used hilarious. To do that stuff all the time. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, I do that stuff That's all the time genius. in high school. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm at school right now. Wait, that's I'm a done. brilliant idea. Yeah. yeah. Collect. That was my like, moment. That was do my moment. Do people still call collect? 
can, can you? you? I don't even know if you well, can. Where's yeah. the payphone? I mean, they still exist. Where? Um, in places. They do exist. But they, I mean, you have that. Like, if you go somewhere, you have to. Do you, do you guys have payphones? Because. I mean, some do. I think you do, but then you do. also feel like you just want to be like, "Ooh, where's my wet wipe?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just want to. Yeah, you, I want to just douse it yeah. with yeah. sanitizer, all of it. Yeah, especially um, with Corona going around. Yeah, <sighs> it's yeah. in Italy now, guys. Like it's a lot in Italy. Now, yeah. yeah, they shut down schools for two weeks. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's brutal. Um, so where does that grind come from? The I hustle. think that's really like that hustle, okay, so, like that that just commitment to do it. You. S- I just knew it, guys. I, it's so weird. So anyway, at, so New York, uh, going to get the backstage, we would go like you would find. That's where you would find your auditions. Like so, it was like a lot of. I mean, I didn't have an agent. I didn't have anything. We, th- but that's like just what you do. Like you would just go to New York and hustle for these off, 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 off Broadway shows. And uh, we did Williamstown Theater Festival in the summer, which is kind of big. And then I got into Yale when I was like late. It was like 27, which is kind of older because most kids get in right, right out of college. college yeah. And um, yeah, no big deal. Just saying, mm-hmm. you know. But I mean, it was like a scrappy, beautiful class. Like we were all really, it was like I loved my class so much because it was very scrappy, not all young ingenues. It was like not all camera ready. You know what I mean? Like everybody was like scrappy and just like, just like no one was like cookie cutter. It was like the best group of people. And um, uh, yeah, took out a shit ton of loans. And every time I got a piece of pizza up at New Haven, I was like, oof, this is going to be $28 one day. Like I knew it. I got lost in New Haven once for a baseball game in college. And not at Yale. But like in New Haven. Haven. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that wasn't fun for me. It is a really interesting town. Yeah. Yeah. It really. You, like, you want to talk about dividing lines? It like, shifts you step very fast. Off of Yale campus. No, it's complicated. And it is a totally different. It's environment. like UC, it really is. downtown Chicago. It's very. No, it is. This is like. It would be like going from like USC a downtown. city to a dusty plain. Like, just over a line. Oh. Like, and I'm not saying it's empty and barren. It's just culturally, just they're two different places. Wow. New Haven yeah. and Yale. Yeah. At least my experience. It's so wait, complicated. In, in yeah. that, you, you, like as you were saying that, you said, I just knew it. Like you just knew that this was for you and it was going to work or like. Wh- you like, just knew this is what you were going to do I no just, matter there was, how there successful was just not, it was. It's, there was just not an option. I didn't know what it was going to look like. I mm. didn't know if it was going to be. I didn't have like stars in my eyes. Like I didn't think like, I didn't think, oh, Academy Award. Like I didn't think, I didn't have any end game. Mm. I just didn't have any option. Like it was just that's what was gonna. Is that or bust? Yeah, like I just that was what was gonna happen. Like I didn't have any. I think, and I didn't uh, think like I remember somebody saying like, "Oh, you're gonna lose your ingenue years," and I was like, "Ingenue years? Like yeah. well, I'm not an like I just I knew enough to know like that was not my currency. Mm. Like I knew enough to know like I wasn't gonna be. That's not what what was like that. This was not gonna that's, be like I didn't care enough. Like I, that was never gonna be. I just had enough like awareness and actually quite frankly like didn't give a shit Gravitas, enough about that. Like enough like no, I just didn't give like, a shit about that. Like oh. I was like I didn't care about that crap. Like I was like that like that's those parts are not as interesting to me. Like I was never gonna like try to be something that was like that clearly it just wasn't like try to be in that mold. Mm-hmm. Um 
it just wasn't interesting to me. Like, because honestly, when it happened, when I did come out here and I did try to do that, it was really a, a weird chapter and mm-hmm. didn't feel good. Like when I was like in that best friend chapter, like didn't feel myself. Um, and I'm grateful to those parts, but I was like, what? Like, it just did not feel like me. Like I did these couple of movies that were like where I was kind of in the best friend roles <laughs> for a while. There's a couple of movies in which I was the best friend. And that was like, uh, just didn't quite feel like me. Honestly, yeah. it really didn't happen until post kids that I felt like, yeah. well, oh, here, that, uh, here I am. You got to figure out what it ain't to figure out what it is. It's weird. Like, I mean, I'm, it's not, I'm not saying I had any idea that this is like how it was going to unfold. Yeah. But you just knew that it but would somehow, some way. I just, and knew also I was that you an didn't actor. have anything else to do. Like, that was your thing. Yeah, yeah I just knew I was an actor. Yeah. I didn't know how it was going to play out. So this, I just, this, there was no other option. Weird. <laughs> so like, it's like, we hear a lot, right? It's like, oh, set your goals and go after goals. I'm not saying it was smart. I'm just saying that was <laughs> no, how it was. I, but, like, I think there's this path, and you hear a lot of it now, and it's, it's about I mean, it the journey. Out, right? It's about yeah. aligning to the things that you want to do. And so often, especially in America, it's like, set your goals yes. and go after them. And it's like, okay, if my goal is the CEO and there are only one per company, yes. and depending on how big, I've, like I, the odds of me are falling short right. are high, right? right? So not to say it's bad to set goals, but at the same time, if you find something that you're aligned to and enjoy it, like the outcome at the end of the day almost doesn't matter. Right. Like yes. as long as you're doing it each and every day and not living on the streets and you're, you know, you can eat and feed your kids like I'm I'm connected and I'm aligned and, I, and I'm, I'm a part of that. I and mean, I think it that's just unfolds, cool guys. Yeah. Like I, I don't like, you know, I mean, with this thing that you're doing now, like it just uh, unfolds if you're open. I, I mean, I don't know. I there wasn't I didn't have a. I mean, I'm pretty like modest in my expectations. Yeah. Like, I wasn't like I have to be. Uh, mm-hmm. I just know what I love, yeah. and it took a while for me to carve out exactly and own exactly where I feel the truest. Within that thing, within, within that, that thing, thing I yeah. love. Yeah. yeah, some people get it right out of the gate and yeah. I'm like so impressed by that. Yeah. It took me a second. I always knew what I love, but it took me a second to like carve it out. And but even in that, I think what he's getting at and what I think would be interesting for listeners and and frankly for us. Right. Like it's the fact that you knew what you loved and you went for it. Mm-hmm. Like cuz I think a lot of people myself like um I've had things I loved or thought I loved but they weren't accepted by my family or mm-hmm. culture. Like you talked so about all that. I went and got a corporate job, right? That I have hated, it. and at times, currently or in other roles, hated it. Like yes. I completely was not me. Not not only was but I. You got your job where? Where did you say? Corporate jobs. Yes, like, yes, yes, in yes. IT, of course. Like selling shit for. Yes. Like so, not only so there there was that phase where you were trying to figure yourself out within the thing you love. Right. So it was like. It didn't feel right, but you're like, okay, I'm going to get there. Like, I was not feeling like who I was in a thing I didn't love. So, it was just like shit on shit. So, I think the thing that's interesting Mm -hmm. is like, you got what you loved and you held on to it. And like, you you didn't didn't let 
the early non-success, I'm air quoting, like the early non-success stopped you. You were like, no, I'm going to double down. Like, let's go take another class. Like, maybe I just need to get better. I need to hone the craft. Like, how did, like, where did that dogged, like, I'm going to fucking make this, where'd that come from? Or do you, do you even know? I mean, guys, it was not an option. I just Mm. keep saying that. Yeah. Yeah. It was not. I yeah, don't yeah. see it. I really don't even. It was not conscious. Like there was no conscious. That's it's kind of cool. Um, what's that quote you said last night about Kobe? Or like it wasn't about Kobe. It was like the oh no. So I heard recently there are um, there are a lot of people who do things in life. There are a few people who do things that they love. And then there are even fewer people who are able to do something they're obsessed with. Oh. And like that was Kobe, right? Oh like my just God, pure that obsession. That memorial service yesterday, right? forget it. Yeah, just pure obsession, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I, that's a little bit of the sense, I think, where you're going with this. Like, yes. It's just, like, I've, I, like, I've never I've felt never obsessed had, with I've anything. I've never had a feeling right. where I didn't, like, that, that I, I never had that feeling envious of that like yeah. i i've never been so and this is the closest thing that like yeah. like th- this has to work yeah but i like that's the closest and but, even with that i'm reluctant to let go of the other but stuff. that's all the generational garbage that sits there that's right like, all I the still baggage need to have because we're there we're anchored and you know, we got families and it's like i still need i'm to financially have that job stable and i just feel this pull and it's awful and it just weighs um and so i'm i'm that's why i asked the question it's I'm so it's fascinating like, like it's, from my from our yeah. perspective because yeah. i think if i were in that same position like if, me as this body i probably would have been like oh that was i tried and then i'm gonna go get a job and then forever gone oh Man, yeah i, I would have easily found happen. a way to give it yeah. like to fuck it up yeah. like yeah. almost on yeah. purpose like yeah. eh, well yeah. it wasn't for me yeah so yeah. now i gotta go yeah. get this other job yeah and I think a lot of people are like that. And I think what your story is inspirational, especially as you did it. You were just like, you know what? We'll make, we'll figure it out. And I'm just going to keep going. And well, I mean, it's but again, it's I don't think it's ever ever too late to ever jump into anything. I totally agree with you on like, that. Like, there's never totally like, look what, what the you fuck you're doing right yeah, now. Yeah. Like, also, like I didn't like look what the fuck you're doing right now. And also, I I think I didn't. I I also have had I feel like weirdly in my little little world of just like this little weird career like I feel like I've had 17 different That's careers. So yeah. Like I've had yeah. 17 different chapters in this one career. Like I would never have thought that this last one would be in this Marvel world. Yeah. Like yeah. after Mrs. Fletcher, yeah. like it's yeah, been know, the right? weirdest. What a, what a dichotomy, it's been right? The yeah. Weirdest yeah. loops. Like yeah. you just have to keep open and hungry. Yeah. yeah. And also like just like mm. it just you just don't know what's around the corner. Yeah. If you just say like oh well, then like oh well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you just don't. No. Yeah. Just keep um, if like your heart is, you still are like open, then it's going to be available. Yeah. Like you just don't know what is right around the corner. We, and also like, even if you have, if, even if you have a chapter 
that was you feel like took you out of whatever game you think you should have been in. Mm. Had a couple of those. Then mm-hmm. fuck, who cares? Yeah, keep Use going. It. That doesn't matter. Yeah. That's that's old news. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's old news. Yeah. That's this is this is the four. This is in front of you. That's also you use it. There's there stories there. Yeah. And that's also part of the, your fabric. Yeah. yeah. And Which, you have to also honor that. You have to you have to honor that because that's what you have. Like that's what I I always have to say that about like when I had you know, I mean this is like maybe woman's story who cares, but when I had my kid, my son and his birth didn't go the way that I wanted to and I mourned it for so long because mm. I was like really down on myself that it just didn't look the way it's it was common. going to yeah. it's common I was like yeah. down on myself and at a certain point I had to be like whoa this is his story too like I cannot mm. frame this in this fucking way anymore never really thought about it like, like yeah. it's so, so his said- arrival and so I have to be like that is Stop it! Stop it! Yeah. Stop reframing it that way. Like I had to like re try to reframe it because I was like, that is his story. So we like were... I can't frame it in that way because otherwise it's gonna filter in. Yeah, yeah. you're so gonna like, project that on you. Those chapters are important. So we really care about that, like yeah. that story, that woman's story, because like, for our, hell, yeah. our wives. Like I see it now, young mothers. Like there's so much fucking pressure. Like there's so many voices saying like this is right, this is wrong. You alluded to it earlier, like parents or anybody saying like this is how you do it it's not how you do it you got to breastfeed for this long they're not this long oh. like all of these things so like even that story though like that's something i i've never even thought well, about it's interesting because my wife yeah we're so hard on ourselves so hard because we've we've talked about it like she gave natural childbirth and was and she says it all the time i'm so lucky i was able to do it yeah right? because yeah, rachel too. to your point so many women just using that as an example want to get into it and it's like either i can't like no this isn't going to happen because you don't know what to expect especially the first time and then you beat yourself up when all the endorphins are gone Uh so but like i feel like this is this is parent it's life in a larger scale but like you said uh we were great and it was really fucking hard like we went on this vacation recently it was our first vacation with our daughter before our second one came and we were trying to go to Yosemite and we couldn't because our daughter projectile vomited all over the fucking car. Uh, and I looked at my wife and I was like, this fucking sucks. And I and I immediately felt bad because it was like a family vacation and I'm complaining, but it really actually fucking sucks. I didn't get any sleep the night before, like all this stuff. And then like a couple hours later, we went on this hike and our daughter's walking down this trail and there's all these trees. I'm like, this is amazing. And it's like, yeah. they both existed. Existed at the same time. Yeah. Well, that's what I feel about Sorry, I don't want to walk away. But that's what it's so interesting. Ooh, like that you guys both like had, <laughs> but that you both, both of your wives and both of your birth experiences, mm. I don't know if they all have been, but have been like seemingly so, or it sound like they were so. Well, the second gorgeous. one, my wife had to get, like, we went in the day of, and my, my wife, you talk about, you know, type A and wanting <laughs> everything to go to plan. Like, that's our life. Like, everything has everything. to go to plan. Everything. Everything. It's exhausting. I love you, honey. Um, I love you too, honey. I love her too. <laughs> yeah. And, like, Hi, our honey. second, she, our, our second, first hey, daughter boo. came five days early. She was everything. My, I'm, I'll tell you, respect for, for, I still in my head, still can vision both. And, our second was late and we had to go in to the doctor and we did midwives 
And Cleveland Clinic midwives. has Cleveland Clinic has a, a series of midwives, so you can. That's still so rad. Everything. Yeah. So it's all you're all in a hospital, and you still get a midwife. Yes. And so every time we saw a doctor, it's like here's more tests and everything. And I'm not trying to shade on doctors, but we go in, and she had to get measured because we were four days past mm. her due, and her um, fluid was low. So we had to go in and get induced, and it was just like. It was crushing in the moment to my wife, especially because it wasn't going to plan. And we talked about it. We went to lunch and all that stuff. And then everything was fine after that. But to your point, it's like that you have to see it and then take it for what it is. And then and everything else was just amazing from there. And like the second one just went faster. Mm -hmm. But uh, my well, you understand why psychedelics are huge for men, because because it's because they really don't have anything you guys don't have anything like nothing. that there's nothing because that it to is psychedelic i gotta tell you it's it's, uh, it's a psychedelic we were i want to try shrooms. i've never tried like, we, we uh, were we were in the bathroom. i do feel like just labor is psychedelic we were oh my god bathroom. it was so trippy we were in the bathroom yeah it's trippy watching my wife like i'm sorry yeah. like she went in like she would have a contraction, like an, an intense one. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it was like she was, she could pass out the moment after. So she was in this like peaceful, calm, yeah. blissful state right after the, Right after it. It was yes. so. It is psychedelic. Yeah. My, we were in the, the bathroom, just in the shower, you know, just, you know, relaxing and trying to. This is about our second. And my wife, who again needs control over her surroundings. Yeah just gets up and starts walking. Now she's attached to an IV. It's got Pitocin. She just starts walking to the bed. Like, and I'm freaking out. I'm like, you're going to slip. You're going to fall. It's wet everywhere. And this person who loves her just walks to the bed. And then five minutes later, our baby was born. Like, and it's like, I don't even know what just happened. Like the connection to that, the, the action to your point. Like, yeah. The, I have, will never understand Animal. that, that yeah. instinct. That's yeah. it was pure, raw, Everything out yeah, the window. She's I'm gone. going to the bed. Yeah, like, you're like just I gone. couldn't even keep yeah. up. Yeah, you're gone. Yeah, it was one of my favorite things that I've ever witnessed in my life. Yeah, because like, you know, once okay, she's at the bed, baby's born. It's like, oh, okay, that's what that was all about. But in the moment, you're like, uh, please don't trip and fall, don't slip. <laughs> you're gonna trip on this cord. You're gonna slip on the water. Like our duel is there. It was just, it was a thing. Yeah, but amazing, yeah, it was such bro. an amazing experience. Yeah, totally. Wait, so you both totally. have two? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Both have two girls. Yeah, two girls. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Estrogen City, USA. Oh, that's outstanding. <laughs> that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Wait, so tell me why you liked Mrs. Fletcher. I want to know. Um, you want to hear my interview. feedback? Yeah. yeah. No, we always like reverse questions because we're supposed to be about conversation, but they end up being interviews all the time. But I want to hear. Yeah. Um, what did I... I loved the honesty of it. Um, there is... Um, who's the actor that played your son? Oh yeah, Jackson White. Jackson. Yeah, that yeah. dude. So great. Yeah. I that's Peggy Seagal's son. Oh really? Yeah, from oh, no um, Married with Children. Huh. Really? Yeah, How about Sons that? of Anarchy. No kidding. Yeah. I mean, he's his own incredible actor. I shouldn't. I, I should not frame that him that were, way. I, he's his own person. So but he played that role so well. I, I, isn't I, he incredible? So there is something that, aside from the abusiveness of his sexual exploits that was very raw and personal in the way he experienced college because mm. he was very alone and yeah. he was very by himself and he couldn't figure out where he fit in and he was trying to like his whole character arc 
like I felt very connected to it aside yeah. from the and I want to be very clear aside from the the sexual component of it just because of the the nuance of what that is and yeah, his yeah, character yeah, yeah, right yeah. Um, and I thought like your or Mrs. Fletcher's character arc was just fascinating to watch how you played it in particular like the acting in that show was just exceptional all mm. around so it was just it was really honest there mm-hmm. was nothing it didn't seem hollywood in any way like it just felt like oh yeah this is a regular family this mm. is this is normal like this is what people real. feel yeah it was like, very uncomfortable yeah he's so sometimes. good i loved but that storyline when i read it yeah was a big big draw to the overall storyline to me yeah yeah i was glad that they went there um with it too with him yeah in college because you could see you could sense that it was going to go there and i was glad that we that we did yeah you didn't hold yeah. back no it was yeah it was it was uh it just it was a really just a good show mm-hmm. you know and and what what sucks for it for me was um like i i've been unhealthily attached to tv my whole life mm-hmm. um i'm an only child parents divorced when i was young um just TV was my was my thing, What's and as I grew it? up, yeah. what I've realized is it gets in the way of doing a lot of things that I like to do, and so I've had so many TV shows that I used to watch, and you know DVR, and it's like boom. So I've been cutting them out. I haven't had any new TV shows for two years, and then Miss Fletcher came, and I was like, oh, I gotta watch this. So it was a new season, and I was like, oh, it's only one season. This is perfect. <laughs> so no, I love a limited these a, days, yeah, you yeah. guys. It's only one, I really one season, do. so I'm good with it. Yeah, but yeah. it was it was outstanding. I loved it. The end was just, yeah. Yeah, I think um, you know I would have loved to have seen what happened like that next day. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. I think we yeah. were pretty satisfied. You're really like, I want to what what, and then it's like, oh, but no, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it brought up yeah. a lot of interesting. Um, that's why I was excited to do it, or I was excited to investigate those things because I think it's so. Um, uh, it just brought up, you know, they're in their similar stories. I thought it just brought up such interesting, um, in their divergent paths, where they connected was so interesting to me in terms of like the idea of internet porn. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like a launching point was just so yeah. interesting to me, just yeah. especially as as having a. 13 year old and yeah the, the psychological it, negative sides to it the the explorer yeah intimacy totally what it is just yeah all all of that stuff the access yeah. yeah there's this amazing podcast also called um the butterfly effect i don't mm. know if you guys have listened to it it's john ronson yeah i've heard an episode it's yeah cool. it's just interesting yeah. about the like basically it's about the birth like what red tube and all that crap has done like and it's so accessible. But just like the excess, so, yeah. the accessibility yeah. of it and what that's done. Like it's it, so yeah. different from. Yeah. So I was, um, I was an engineer and uh, my communications professor, like 400 something class, we're studying like internet protocols and like how this shit works from a technical standpoint. But he's like, so what's the biggest driver of uh, internet innovation? Porn. And we were like military and he's like, close. <gasps> It's porn. Yeah, it is. Porn. Are you serious? Military is like totally. right there from development. I mean, credit cards. But yeah. I mean, I don't. There's the movie that's all about the development of credit card transactions, all to transact <gasps> porn. Yeah, that's how that all started. Yeah. Oh, in the near future, yay. in the near future, it'll yeah. probably be like weed will probably be up there once banks figure out how to like for for it to be when it's federally legal. Like that'll probably be a big driver for all kinds yeah, of totally. Things. Yeah, all those hedonistic. 
Well, uh, hedonistic, but then like if you grew up like us, like it yeah. was well, that's forbidden why. fruit. That's why. Yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why. Which I drives people hedonistic. more into it. Yeah. Interestingly yeah. enough. Oh my god, that's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we were just joking about how it would be like, that's why, like, one of the reasons why we would babysit, my friends and I, is because we would be like, bye, Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so, and then we would, like, feed the kids, put them down, and then immediately go digging in Dad's closet. Oh, oh to find God. the magazines? Yes! And yeah. the, the DVDs? And the DV- or DVDs, honey, it was VHS. I had my VHS. And then we would have to be, be kind, rewind, and yeah. then just put it back exactly yeah. where it was. Speaking so of acting, you did something twice. You referred to yourself as an actor. And... Actor, actress. So, is there a delineation can in I, your mind, or is that for a, me? I always just say actor. Yeah, actress. Just I don't like the sound of it, but I but well, I don't I don't mind it. I just always say actor. Yeah, mm. just curious. I mean, it didn't, it's not mm-hmm. a big thing. I just noticed it. So uh, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I always say actor. Yeah. No, I flew in my mouth. Sorry, everybody. Mm. It's all good. Well, no, have, no, no. Have, you say you're welcome. So, so there are. <laughs> so you're there are, welcome. So there are about 110 other things I want to ask you. Okay, um, get into them. But we only have five minutes left. <gasps> I'll just get into them. Are you sure? Okay. So there's one in particular mm-hmm. thing that I'm very, very intrigued about your decision. And like, it's funny. Early in the ages of More in Common, like, we got a lot. You need to talk to more women, right? <laughs> we got that a lot. And now we do, and so we we're very in, I'm very interested in promoting that track of of positivity, because there's a there's a point in your career where you decided to have kids, and you were 35, yeah. knowing that, or at least perceiving that it might change wherever your career is going, especially in Hollywood. Like, how did you ultimately make that decision? Yeah. and and stick to it. Um. Well. I was working on a show called Crossing Jordan at the mm-hmm. time, um, which was like, uh, again, it was like in that chapter that was like, I was incredibly grateful, loved all those people so much. Creatively, I was like, not maybe the most fulfilled, um, but Jesus Christ, I was so grateful. Mm. Um, uh I certainly, we were ready, but I was certainly knew that it was a, I, I, you know, I had all that like societal crap, but I also knew I was 35 and I also didn't want to like fuck around with waiting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, you're already called a geriatric mother at 35. Mm -hmm. My wife started, she was 36 when we had our first. Yeah, which is so crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you are really taught a Such bill a, of goods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like women are really taught like. Oh, totally. Like I, you know, I remember doing press for this movie, Private Life, which is all about IVF. And, you know, it is like this weird second wave feminism of like, you're taught like you can have it all. You can put off, you know, your, your biology, you're in control of your biology. Wait until you have, you can wait till whenever you can have kids like women are. And you're like, no, you're actually not. Right. Mm-hmm. And. No. And like all these companies paying for women to have IVF, which is like, or for, to freeze their eggs, which mm-hmm. is like, <gasps> the chances. I mean, it's all so crazy because mm-hmm. it's all like it's the the it's it does it's not a guarantee anyway. From a biological right. standpoint, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, to answer your question, like I, I knew 
I didn't, what, again, it's one of those things that we were talking about before. Like, I didn't know on the other side of having kids was going to be the richest, most creative chapter of my life. Right. I had no idea. Um, I cried when I found out I was pregnant, even mm. though I knew it was going to, I had no idea yeah. that it was going to be this amazing chapter on the right. other side. Um, and that's so fucking sad. Yeah. That, that, but it's also what it, it's, I'm so psyched to say on the other side. Yeah. That it's been the most like creative and fulfilling. And I wish I could like take, I want to take so many young women, young actors that think that they have to wait or think that they can't or think that they don't have to and just shake them by the shoulders and be like, oh my God, it's actually like you can be so, there's so much stories to be told after you have children. Like it doesn't end. It doesn't mean that you're not sexual. It doesn't mean that you're not, that you're on the fricking put back on the shelf. It doesn't mean that you're not like, a viable it doesn't mean you're invisible so did that like you're still a an amazing human woman that has so many stories to say it just drives me crazy that there's like an indivisible like a uh you know invisibility shield that goes down once you become a mother well there like it's just makes me fucking mad those things you said are true yes but it's also true that women do get shelved after having children. Well, I'm saying it like, shouldn't be. Did you have be. to manage it? Or like, how no, did you... I'm telling you, it all goes back to what we were Is saying. It all like... No, I'm just saying the universe, it just happened. Weirdly, I happened to step you into a happen. moment. I didn't make anything you happen. You made it happen. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm saying I didn't like... do anything. I just stepped into a moment where it was all of a sudden weirdly okay to be like, where weirdly there was some women out there that were like, oh, I want to work with you, yeah. you like messy so, <laughs> weirdo. I think you're more. Like I think everything. Yeah, I think you're I don't know. A fan like, club, it's ridiculous. I just think the I just happened to walk into a moment. Here's here's the thing though, like everything you just said is true. It's maddening. It's ridiculous, and it's rooted in the history of the patriarchy that is the world, not just America. Yeah. Um. Yet, you still did it. And the question is really like, how did you reconcile that in making that decision? Because I think that's what, as much as you came out on the other side better for it, like that's the point that everybody grapples with, right? right. Like, And it's across all professions, right? Like my wife is super ambitious, like loves the corporate world, loves to wants yeah. to just keep How old going. Are your kids? Uh, three and one. You know, she just Our turned baby forty babies. this year, right? So, like, get, she's she still always, after it. Like, she, she still always yeah. wanted to have kids, and... but she still knows there's that. It's that I don't know what's on the other side, so I'm afraid. Even yes. though, especially today, we can do it. So how? How did you reconcile making that decision? Well, I mean, it is again like it's the the. It's just the horrible, like, it's just the horrible, like, conundrum of our bio of a, of a woman's biology is that, like, her chief money making years happen to be her most fertile. Yeah. Or her, not even money making, like, her chief, like, creative career building, like, most, like, in, you know, the, like, it's her third, like, it just, it just sucks mm-hmm. that it happens oh, to coincide t- it's, that it's, way. It's awful. Yeah. It's just a bummer. Yeah. And, and, so I'm not going to say in any way that it, and also then you want to be, then now I'm in my, you know, I've got like, now I'm grappling with, you know, in my mid forties, my kids are like teens and 10 and it turns out they need you more the older they get mm-hmm. turn 
didn't know that. <laughs> you guys have that yeah. to look. Turns out yeah. they need you more yeah. the older they get yeah. to be around. Sweet. And so, and all of a sudden I have like these opportunities that are out of town and I, now I'm in a position of like, mm. what do I what do? You do? do? Yeah. yeah. And so um, it never stops. Mm. I don't think that's particular to a gender. It's just, that's what yeah. it is to be a working parent. Yeah. Um, Especially when you you can't, can't make it because most people roles. can't don't have those decisions yeah. just have to work yeah so um you know there's no decision to be made but uh, you know for in this particular creative life um and in telling stories about it that's just like the the work that I am in in telling stories about it uh, um. I do find that I've just kind of like walked. I really am going to keep saying it because I don't, I really don't have any other answer for you just it. Stumble in and then I just feel like I walked. It's not like I made a conscious decision to be like, Oh, I'm going to like show all of myself in this personhood at this yeah. age in mm -hmm. this thing. Like I'm not going to be like a political statement. Like I'm not going to make this huge, like this is just the story, the stories I'm interested in telling that are being offered to me right now that are the most interesting well, happen to be these things. Luck is opportunity meets preparation, right? Like that's how at I the define end of the it. day. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. You know, I don't know that so it's that I'm not sad. Saying you're like, but the people would say, oh, so you know, no, it's like you prepared, you worked really hard, and the opportunity yeah, you, you showed yeah, you up. Just you just happened to be there. Yeah. Well, you I don't were, know that it's like I really. Were, I don't think it's you happen to be there. It's like you did the work. Well, that's opportunity. Was, well, yeah, that's and also, but let me tell you, yeah. it's like, been women it, filmed. Right? But let me, t and yeah. I don't mean to like J Jill Soloway. It's Jill. Yeah. It's Tamara Jenkins. Yeah. It's like a lot of women. Nicole Hollis on her. Like, there's. I mean, it's like it's women. Yeah. At this, who were able to be like, oh, yeah, peel it back. Right but now, it's important. shifting. That's, yeah. Now it's shifting because those women have afforded me those opportunities to be seen. Yeah. But that ch chapter post babies that got me this into this like next whatever yeah i guess like you know whatever movement of my whatever uh <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you having women. a hard time saying like it's it's good like your it career is, but is I, good right now but I, like, I that, it's that catholic guilt i can't be too totally oh my it's midwest it. that's yeah. midwest yeah that's totally Definitely i need to midwest. be humble for midwest. sure midwest yeah. i can't no, no embarrasses I, I, the I hell totally out of me get it. yeah can't like i can't it. say you know things you? are good right now no, no. i can't do it's it. like okay they're okay no. like they're okay i'm so embarrassed totally but it's but it's women yeah but it's no small thing that it's the women who've been like i want to see like all this. of you yeah. i can see it's no it's now it's a, a bunch of men i've worked with that recently that i'm like oh like i've got this thing with that i'm really excited about that's coming out that um with this guy derek c in france who's who did um that blue valentine um uh, uh, this thing with mark ruffalo that's going to be really rad but like the, so the but but that first, like, ugh, post kids is, was all women. Yeah. That were like, hmm. That saw it. So that's no small thing. Yeah. So you I, uh, wanted to say, well, I was and say like, we're I don't, at 521. I don't know that so it was three, horrible that you mourned. 221. 
I was like five twenty one. My clock's <laughs> gonna shit time. myself. <laughs> My kids just <laughs> been standing on a corner. Were we it's all for about the motherhood. Hey, He's like one hundred. Doing, doing a podcast. Here. Mom, I'm here. Sorry, cuties. <laughs> Mommy was doing a podcast. <laughs> a what? Um, Is that like TikTok? You TikTok <laughs> right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. um, is uh, you like you when you found out you're pregnant? You said you mourned or you cried and like. I don't know. You said how horrible is that? I don't know that it's horrible because, like, through our lives, yeah. there are these mini yeah. deaths yeah. of like our personality, who we were, who we thought we were, yeah. who we're going to be. And as for me, like, I think it was actually far more unhealthy for me that I didn't respect who I was and who I'm becoming. Huh. And I think that's caused more issues for me than just being like honest about it. Like, I'm sad that this is going to change. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Mm. Yeah. No, for that's, sure. That's, interesting yeah no i mean i yeah i mean i again it was goes to it goes back to that duality feeling that you were talking about with the with the vacation that you had yeah yeah where you can hold all God. of those things at once I've like been all so the mad time at my like, daughter for i can not sleeping you know oh. and it's just like and then you feel so yeah that you can hold afterwards. so like, many yeah, things so at many. once yeah. all the time yeah. like that mm-hmm. is we forget, like we work on such a binary all the mm-hmm. time, but that you can hold, that you can hold all of that at once. It all be true. And Schrodinger's it's all cat. true. Yeah. The, the cat is both alive and dead oh, if you can't open the box. No, my, no it's true, but <laughs> it's a, true. Not but to talk about dead cats. My man likes to drop quantum physics I, references. I do. I don't. Uh, I, for, I'm, for basic I'm told examples. I shouldn't It's anymore. my favorite. And I think everybody understands. No, but it is so true, like, that you can hold, um, that all of it's true. Like, yeah. I, And I remember I burst, I, I went to, I was working that, well, for my daughter, when I found out I was pregnant with her, I, um, um, yeah. Anyway, I, work, I was. I've t- told this, but I worked. I was going to. I was doing a night shoot, and I went to a Starbucks, and I was like, ordered a latte, and then I was like, oh, you better make it a decaf, and I burst again, burst into tears, because mm. <laughs> I remembered that I couldn't um, drink coffee. Yeah, couldn't have caffeine. Yeah. But it was like, just it hits you like, yeah, all at once, that you can hold like. Um, yeah, all of it. Parenthood and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy gift, and it's also, um, like the that you know all of it. I mean, I just saw that movie, that horror movie, The Babadook, again recently, which I don't know if you guys have ever seen, but I've it's not seen so Babadook. I want to fucking good. Watch it tonight. Let's watch it tonight. It's yeah. so terrifying, and this performance oh, is one of my favorite of all time. <laughs> the it's that talk about it is like that feeling because it just we I saw it with Leonard actually. Because um, he's into watching horror f- films, so I'm gonna so, go in a second. But it just t- talking about this holding a couple things at once, because it's like, because it's like loving being a parent, and also like this weird, the terror of voicing the apathy of being a parent out loud, just like not being able to terrible, say it. Like you don't want to be. Makes it's you just a terrible like, person. Hold the Bob because the Babadook really is that like terror of saying like I don't want to be a parent. Yeah. And like, just like ne- put, never being able to say that out loud, but eh, it's so what, good. It's so scary. I can't wait to see this. Oh, it's so scary. Like you, know, you can like, never say that out loud, but like shit that everybody that attaches says it. to stuff like that. That's like so real, real that and everybody sitting there like I still can't say it. You can't but, say like, it. Like if everyone could really say that, like because everyone feels it, but like every once in a while, it'll just be like I don't want to be a parent. 
As much as I love hey, my adulting, kids. adulting. And I guess that's Sometimes. why people don't tell you how fucking hard it is. I know. Because then you'd have to make a real choice. Yes. Like, do I really want to do this? Sometimes it is like a, like as much as you ever you do anything, give anything, bleed, bleed out for them. Like, I, I would literally bleed out I'll for my children. I'll take a bullet, but I'm like. But sometimes that little deep voice inside that's just like the Babadook. I just want to like, be alone again. I want to just, just sleep. Wanna I just want to sit with the times and have some brunch. Yes. You guys, this was the best. This was the best.